me today Rachel Bell yeah that's me that's that's her <laughs> um we're sitting in her office right now the stew yeah the stew the <laughs> studio you have you have a live workspace now yeah I do it's the dream I'm still working on it but it's yeah it's getting better but I uh, know I'm I'm impressed thanks you only have one roommate and it's your husband yeah that's a come up for sure Absolutely. I have a podcast and like 19 roommates. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, so well, we're going to be talking about um, sobriety, mental health, mm-hmm. writing. Perhaps. Yeah. We're both writers. I guess. I'm, a, I'm like a lapsed writer. I, think. I am a washed up <laughs> I'm like writer. A, I'm like a writer the way that people who grew up Catholic are still Catholic. Ooh, that's a good analogy. Oh, I guess I am a writer after all. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> I used to say that I was a writer in that I never write, but I drink a lot. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's but I can't say that anymore. <laughs> True. Because I don't drink anymore. Can I, when, can I ask when the last time you drank was? Uh, November 3rd, 2018. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I think probably the last time I drank was November 2019. Wow. Yeah. Cool. But it wasn't really on purpose. It was on purpose for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I feel like what a happened? Um, uh, I no cool, like rock bottom stories. I mean, I, I think <laughs> I had like some rock bottom type things, but they weren't really directly associated with drinking. I just... Le- felt less and less interested in it as time passed. I think getting married had a lot to do with that also. Did you get married before you got sober? Uh, Yeah, yeah. And oh, cool. Gaillard, my husband, doesn't drink. So that definitely was part of partially just like a... Fort. Wait, that's amazing. And he's European. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and he went to school in Bordeaux. So like you wow. would expect him to have some deep appreciation for <laughs> wine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't drink, which is honestly... I don't want to take away from any of his other amazing qualities, but right. one of my favorite things about him because no. uh, male male aggression makes me really uncomfortable, and I think it's more likely to happen when there's alcohol involved. Absolutely, every insane fight I've gotten into with a man has been alcohol induced. Yeah, so a a, a sober man is a really positive thing. Sober me. friends, like sober, it's so nice. Yeah, and uh, I'm so glad to have learned that you are sober as well um it's like when you find out that someone cool is sober (laughs) it's like finding like a cool new little spot downtown that no one knows about it's like you're all in like um a club but you didn't know it yeah yeah finding out (laughs) did you speaking of clubs did you ever go to any of the meetings uh i went to al-anon um, oh. A lot. I never went to AA or NA or anything, but I went to a, a lot of Al Anon meetings because uh-huh. I've had a lot of significant, super significant relationships with, with people with addiction. So, yeah. And that was, 
that was part of me understanding that I didn't want to do that stuff anymore but I also like I kind of feel like a poser in saying that I'm sober because I don't feel like uh, I ever had a really having been close to so many people who are addicts I observed their behaviors and I never really got to that point Mm -hmm. Um, so it feels like stolen valor no 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 not at all I mean not drinking is really friggin hard yeah and it's a huge accomplishment yeah um yeah like I guess I'm not completely sober. I'll drink like kava and kratom yeah. on occasion more than I'd like to admit, to be honest. But that can be discussed in a different episode. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're allowed to say whatever you want. It's like, no, nice. it's, it's no one else's business, really. <laughs> yeah. um, it's subjective. Yeah, I agree. I think, which is kind of why I like don't really like the... AA meetings because yeah it's very cut and dry you're sober you did you go to meetings I did and in November like the first three months of my sobriety I could not have gotten sober without the meetings yeah um and then (laughs) my brother died right after I got to 90 days oh man so I I went to like one meeting upstate and it didn't help. And I went and I was like at my parents upstate and I came for a while and I came back and I went to a meeting and it didn't do anything. I was just like, fuck this. After he died, like it felt different. Yeah. 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 It was just like, it sounds like I'm sitting here thinking this thought and maybe it sounds incredibly basic, but like, there's anything will change when someone dies. Like, yeah, you can't can't predict because hearing you tell that story, I'm thinking like, oh, having like 90 days and like a built-in support group when that happened could mm-hmm. have been really helpful. But like you have no, there's no way to predict how you're yeah, going to Yeah, like I, I became a different person. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And honestly, if I, I mean, I could have easily like just slipped back into drinking because I, that's what, I mean, like what the fuck. Yeah. Um, But if I, if I had done that, then like who knows where I'd be now I would yeah so I am grateful for that for my sobriety during that yeah um for me like the first time I went to Al-Anon I was 21 and uh I just moved to Chicago and my first roommate in Chicago I was like a really nice girl from the Midwest like we got along really well um and we signed a lease together but I I didn't know that she it was going to be her first time living alone out of rehab for alcohol oh um and so you know again i'm 20 first time really living alone. yeah uh yeah and so for me it was just i want to learn because we were good friends and when she was sober it was great and then it was like monster zone when she wasn't oh, um and so i just wanted to learn how to support her because without being I felt like there was two sides there was like two sides of a spectrum and you could never be in the middle it was either I was enabling her and ignoring the problem or Mm -hmm. I we developed this like relationship where I was like her parent and she was lying to me and hiding things and I didn't want to be one or the other right and so I was like maybe Al-Anon can help me understand or at least find other people who are trying to navigate how to love someone with active addiction because there's no one knows how to do it yeah it's because they do 
lie all the time yeah yeah and it was like i you don't want you to feel like you have to sneak around yeah. me but i also don't want to like go stay at my boyfriend's house for a week because yeah. it's hard to see <laughs> so, yeah and that was yeah al-anon served me very well for that's really i've never been to an al-anon meeting i've many people have suggested it um maybe i'll check one out one day but honestly i feel like i get a lot out of just talking to sober people on this pod yeah i didn't even really think about how that could be like helpful it's nice instead of just a fun thing to do yeah i mean it is fun too i love um i don't know i love how i can i i have a guest every like a different guest every time yeah and i just we like form like a bond and i learned so much about people and like their lives well you're like one of my first house guests in my new oh my god i have to i have to say this home (laughs) is decked out rachel has a printer is it a laser jet too i don't even know i don't even know i don't don't know know (laughs) but it also serves as a fax machine oh yeah and that's my uh my husband figured out that he information. could email the printer while he's at work and it will print out whatever he says that's so adorable it's really cute oh my god i want to fax machine really bad <laughs> yeah it does feel like weirdly grown up to have a printer and a dishwasher and a fax machine <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> and an office yeah. yeah. Well, it just as soon as it became clear that I'd be working from home for right the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Because our last apartment was so small. Where was your last one? Greenpoint, actually. Um, oh. But like right off McGinnis. Uh, so <laughs> I live. Wait, I have a funny. Go on, but yeah, go on. Truck route. Um, first floor. Like it was fine. It served me very well, and it was a good deal. But. Uh, yeah, this is a step up for me. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, this place is beautiful. I love it. I'm obsessed. Yeah, you're the second person to come. The first person was like, you really have a knack for finding places. <laughs> Did you use a real... Th- I, this is boring information <laughs> for people listening to the... Never mind. I'll well, ask you yeah. <laughs> off the pod. <laughs> um, speaking of Greenpoint, so I live on the other side of McGinnis. Is that rural Greenpoint? Um, yeah, yeah, we could call it rural Greenpoint, but it's still Greenpoint. But someone who lives in Bushwick, he was giving me a ride home. And then I was like, well, I live, blah, 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 I live in Greenpoint. And he was like, well, I don't really consider where you live true uh, Greenpoint. And I was like, excuse me. I had an almost identical excuse experience. Excuse me? Yeah. Like, so like two years ago, I moved into that apartment. And it was like, it's like right <laughs> just south of the Pulaski Bridge. So mm-hmm. really outskirts of Greenpoint. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's still Greenpoint. Yeah. Like McGorlick. Yeah, exactly. No, I was even like further north than that. I'm almost Queens. And so... Um, yeah I know and so like I moved in like two years ago and I had people over and someone came over and was like wow on the way over I was feeling so jealous that you have a one bedroom in Greenpoint and then I got here and I was like oh I feel better it's not really Greenpoint oh that is the most offensive thing you can say to someone who lives in Greenpoint (laughs) that they don't actually live in Greenpoint like Like, how how dare dare you you? Like I real. vote at the Polish Slavic Center. Okay, I live in Greenpoint. Greenpoint. <laughs> Good God. But but this is a really nice place. Thank you. I won't I won't share where you are because you know you could drop the address. <laughs> <laughs> the address is so nice, by the way. Uh, yeah. It's My husband's very said it's his first pleasing. time living somewhere where there's no words in the 
address. Aww. I was like, huh. Hmm. Yeah, it's a Wait, tongue twister. Wait, I've never... I don't think I have either. I didn't Chicago three apartments in a row. It was like 18th Street, 21st Street, 21st Place. That's cute. Yeah. Um, But it is like an easy... Because whenever I come to the zone, I'm, I'm like, there are so many numbers. Yeah. And streets, roads, avs. Yeah, like, nothing makes sense. Ponds. Definitely. Ponds, <laughs> like, many ponds. Um, and like so many numbers. But yours is really easy to remember. Thank you. It's cool. I chose it. It's... <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. We don't. Okay, I could talk about New York real estate. Like me too. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. Let's not do that. I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. We can edit this out. <laughs> um. So yeah, sobriety. Do you agree that your life is better now after quitting drinking? Yes. Me yeah. Too. And um, less like exciting, I guess. But uh, I get excited by different things than I used to. When yeah. I was yeah. Like I just I was texting my friend Matt the other day who's been sober for I think like 10 years. Um, and I said I just turned into an old woman very suddenly. Like I my lifestyle now is so, so different than it was mm-hmm. two years ago. And I just, I just, yeah, I like it much better. I, I started to have, after I turned 25, I had these hangovers that I had never, oh God. I had never experienced. Devastating ones. At like, um, at the first one I remember really clearly because it was so bad, like so different than anything I'd had. And I was like trembling and stuff. And I postmated uh, to my house, like two blue Gatorades and it didn't come for for like three hours and th- oh my god three hours later the postmates guy showed up and he had one grape oh gatorade no <laughs> and I was like, that like hurts it was like my the soul. first time that my feet touched the ground today to be disappointed a grape gatorade and i think i got a little teary-eyed because you know how you get emotional when you're yeah, really hungover oh, of course yeah um yep. but that's not what made it bad it's just like it, the physical effects mm-hmm. of a hangover Painful. changed for me yeah no um, that's the thing that happened like i can't believe some of my peers are, are still able to do it i've been watching i've been watching the real housewives of new york mm-hmm. and these women are like 60 yeah shit face yeah i don't how the hell and i know they have makeup crews and shit but like some of them just the next day look fresh as a daisy and i the minute i turned 25 <laughs> yeah i look yeah i, I like turned gray like yeah but also I, a hangover i never knew how to like pace myself when it when i was like drinking to get drunk it was always just like shot in a beer shot in a beer shot oh, in a yeah. beer yeah i was never like drinking to enjoy the taste of it <laughs> no, i think like, the, i think what? there's one <laughs> i can think of like two drinks that i ever drank just for the taste and it was like there was a cucumber gimlet at the flower shop in the Lower East Side. I was going to say cucumber gimlet yeah. for me too. And so like it's anything cucumber in the summer mm-hmm. sounds desirable. And then there's pasties, which is like that. Oh, yes. Stuff. I actually had pasties for the first time with our mutual friend, James, who has been on the podcast before. Oh, yes. A previous and, episode. Yes. And James is the one who was like, hey, Rachel sober you should get her on the pod and I was like oh my god yeah because I guess I don't really talk about it a cool girl is sober it's so nice to find that out hashtag very rare yeah right (laughs) that's like kind of the reason I wanted to make this podcast because (laughs) well when I was getting sober I felt so fucking corny and like not funny and not cool yeah and I find that like when people get sober, they become so uncool. And it's like there's a lot of people who are and don't talk about it mm-hmm. because it's because you're afraid of coming off that way. And yeah. so like I was listening 
to Molly's episode and mm-hmm. Molly, when Molly quit drinking, we were spending a lot of time together because we both lived in the Midwest mm-hmm. and I, I was still, I was probably like 23, 22. So I was still like partying. Yeah. And I remember not knowing how to navigate like her a sobriety. Yeah. But, yeah. Even though I had like known many people like that, but I, I was just so afraid that I was coming off like annoying if I wanted to drink or like, mm-hmm. And, and do I have a problem? And just yeah. it made me look at myself. Yeah. And I, think, I guess that and is ultimately a thing. like it was cool and it did me a favor. But like, I think people are, are afraid to talk about being sober a lot of times or they, I am just bragging about yeah, it which all is cool. over. I'm like, <laughs> and so now you're just your life you're going just creating a directory <laughs> of, of interesting, cool people. Yeah, no. Yeah, for real. I just like drink. if I can convince just one person to quit drinking with this pod yeah i good. will be happy if they have a problem if you think you have a problem <laughs> or just anyone is fine yeah <laughs> um i have a question uh for you about like with aa and the higher power yes stuff was that that was the reason i couldn't do it yeah i think that's a common thing that i hear yeah but it was more <sighs> the cultiness of it yeah. and the guilt part yeah of it and like which is very tied into christianity i feel like (laughs) yeah yeah i didn't grow up with any religion so it was it was shocking to me Um, i um i was just like this is a cult yeah (laughs) like straight up i mean i loved it for uh, like at first i was like i'm obsessed with being this cult everyone is so hot (laughs) and we're all in this secret club (laughs) and it's so cool and we all hold hands at the end and like pray together (laughs) (laughs) well i think like i for me like being being sober and thinking about how like it's weird to talk about sometimes and people think you're preachy it's i think there's like a couple other things in my life that i feel i'm I'm pretty open but a couple other things in my life that i feel like i don't tell like i don't talk outwardly about and like recently started like believing in god again oh my god congrats thank you i have been trying so hard to do that (laughs) since 2019 well i grew up my dad's a a preacher my granddad's a preacher my uncle's a preacher almost every man that's so cool almost every man in my family is a midwestern pastor uh almost all presbyterians one methodist but um yeah so i grew up deep in the church mm-hmm. lucky to be raised by christians who are extremely like you know i tell people about the pastor stuff and they think my parents and family are like extremely politically conservative right but like yeah neoliberal upbringing for sure which oh is yeah rare. my parents nope yeah <laughs> they voted for trump yeah my mom i remember my mom like having a crush on obama before like a couple years before he announced running for president well, obama is our hottest president yeah but i just like i i look back and i feel re- even my grandparents who are from small deep south towns mm-hmm. presbyterians church pastors etc super woke for that's for that. amazing i'm yeah. so jealous of anyone with liberal parents sorry i know my dad listens to this podcast i'm very um hey, grateful to be to have been raised by you i mean it's i yeah i just think it's i try to make it clear that like just because i grew up in the church it wasn't like you know it was growing up is hard for different reasons but yeah. they weren't like um intolerant yes no that's cool yeah 
That's very cool. So you started believing in God again. Yeah. Like in the past couple of years. Um, so I, I was in the church all my whole childhood. And when I was very young, I remember it just being like, this is a place where everyone knows me and cares about me. And I go there every week. It was a community mm-hmm. thing. It wasn't about like a relationship with Christ. Right, right, right. Um, and then I, I stopped. I got like uh, disenchanted. Uh, yeah. Angry about church and religion and god and i still don't really like religion but yeah the past like four years i pray all the time and that's so cool (laughs) read the bible oh my god really yeah yeah i've never read the bible i really should check that it's my dad mailed me at my request a an annotated version of the bible because i'd read it before but i wanted like you know historical context and like footnotes that told me like what the fuck does this mean yeah um so that's really cool it has pictures (laughs) yeah that's very cool (laughs) um Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, so being sober believing in god and the cia killed john f kennedy are like three things that i won't have a conversation (laughs) with just anyone yeah um for fear of judgment (laughs) yeah i mean i don't think that the earth is round but I, yeah. I don't really talk about that. Yeah, well, I, I was talking to someone from my, <laughs> my hometown recently because I grew up in Indianapolis, Indiana, and... Shoot. It's okay, I got you. I, I, like, probably live somewhere where... the Most most of the country lives somewhere where if you say you believe in God, no one thinks it's weird. Like, if I stayed in Indiana, saying that, like, it would be totally normal in a social situation. And I think now I live in and operate in a social group where it's kind of probably rare for the american experience but for me to say yeah i believe in god no it is because i'll get side-eyed maybe yeah i mean i want nothing oh my god i want to believe in god so badly <laughs> like um so in 2019 brother died i had to go to the psych ward blah 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 but um i'm in the psych ward well it was for an eating disorder but whatever psych ward nonetheless mm-hmm. and i just like wanted to talk to all these different like um what were they called reverends colonels i don't know yeah pastors whatever yeah i I talked to like three different ones and i was just like i want to believe in god can you just like make me yeah Yeah. and there's and like one was like you just need to open the window and i'm like god damn it like fine okay but recently i started believing in things like fairies and like gnomes yeah. And crystal. Oh, crystals is my new one. Believing too. I just think believing in anything is believing really, really in any cool. Yeah, believing in anything. Like believing in God and believing in mermaids is the same thing. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to like I just think believe I think people hear me say that I like believe in God and they think it means that I am not intellectually curious right. or like I'm dumb. Mm-hmm. But I actually think oh, I just got chills. I just <laughs> I actually think like it's a step above like you can be smart and then also acknowledge that you probably there's stuff that you don't understand and just mm-hmm, fully believe mm-hmm. in it i think it's cool it's a cool feeling yeah so even if it's fairies or mermaids or whatever like it doesn't have to be the same th- it's a cool believing believing in something is awesome yeah yeah i think it's a strength i think so too yeah i'm glad you said that if god had a name what would it be and would you call it to his face if you were faced with him in all his glory what would you ask if you had just one question and i also felt like i wanted there to be proof. 
something like Mm -hmm. and a few things happened that I knew I could have easily explained away with like science or chemical reactions or something and I chose to just be like this is probably God God and I think like the the there's two major things the first one is my best friend Austin is truly just like uh, everyone says this about people that are important to them but we are just made to be Mm -hmm. buddies and I was like reflecting on that and I thought the fact that we are alive at the same time and met and have been able to remain close like that can't be some kind of science thing uh and then the second thing was my friend overdosed and died and I'm so sorry that's how my brother died yeah it's hard um but it was a couple years ago when I right when I started to think like maybe God's real um and for the first like week after it happened I couldn't sleep at night so I would like ride the J train back and forth and then it's a nice train yeah and for it's, thinking it's good to cry on and at night it is good to cry on something about being above ground above and the bridge good. yeah mm-hmm. and so I was just riding that a lot and then finally the first night that I was able to sleep um I prayed before bed and I was just like please let me go to sleep and and feel okay to do that and then I had a dream that my friend who died uh, was washing my face. And I was like, why are you doing this? And he was like, you didn't wash it before you went to bed. Oh, my God. And I'm I, getting chills. <laughs> and then I said, I was like, are you OK? And he was like, yeah, I'm good now. Oh, my God. <laughs> and yeah. I oh, just my God. Woke up and I was like, yeah, probably I've been hyper focused on the memory of him. So you could just say, like, of course, I dreamed about him. But, you know, I asked for peace. No, that's really really nice i've i still haven't had a dream about my brother i like try so hard i'm like yeah i'm like nick like give me a fucking sign anything like you know it really caught me off guard i wasn't expecting it for sure my version of praying is trying to communicate with people like who i've lost touch with whom i've lost touch yeah like sending signs Mm -hmm. or yeah just like thinking really hard to say hi yeah that's my, that's what I do and for see, praying. Like, how would you know if it really, really worked? You just have to trust it, or do you like hope that there's an I, end? I just hope that, yeah, I hope that they can they hear know. me. Yeah, that someone's thinking about them. That's yeah, that's my um, version of praying. I'm like insane. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> a good second. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, like that's like so far out, but. Uh, my version of meditating is doing ballet. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't meditate I either. Can't, I can't either. And I was <laughs> I was in a mental health like institution also, and they were like, meditate, meditate. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, I can't. I'm sorry, yeah. but I, I can't. Yeah. yeah. And as much as like I, I think can't. it's cool to believe in things and like I like to acknowledge that I should give up control or whatever, I was too attached to my like psycho yeah. speed at which my brain operates. The thoughts. Yeah, no, All the I thoughts. didn't want to let them go. Yeah. I was like, no, sorry. And that's good because that's kind of like practicing CBT. Yeah. Yeah, which Acknowledging I love the, CBT. I love CBT <laughs> too because you think about the thoughts. Yeah. You don't like get like get past them or whatever. Open yeah, you acknowledge eye. them, maybe like document them a little. Yeah, you document Yeah, so that was them. the the treatment center that I went into was like very CBT. Yeah, based. I had no idea about CBT before I was institutionalized. Yeah, so I, t- I told you before we started recording that I've been like in therapy on and off since for 21 years and that's cuz my mom is a LCSW, a social worker. Oh, so she she worked in schools and stuff and with people on the autism spectrum, but you know, if I, my parents got divorced when I was six and I saw oh, a therapist. Same. 
like my parents did not believe in therapy yeah because uh-huh. and i don't think that ever would have happened if it weren't for my mom's influence but i really just i didn't even know he was a therapist i just thought it was like an old man Aww. who played shoots and ladders with me and i probably was talking about my feelings while we played board oh my games. god but That's yeah when i was nice. 16 did the residential thing and it was like the first deep cbt work i'd ever it's amazing. Really yeah. Believing in that. That's like magic. Yeah. That is magic. Yeah. That I believe in. I just, I'm a control freak a little bit. Uh-huh. So the idea that I can like, oh, I can change how my brain feels. Yeah. And things, that's and tight. Which changes how you like react to mm-hmm. things, which changes how like your life goes. Yeah. And I also. It's so amazing. I also think a big part of like me saying, when I say like I've become an old person in the past couple of years, it's because I've developed like routines and focused on oh, being better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge part of it. Just yeah. like, okay. Oh, there's a constructive thing I can do for myself. That's dope. Uh, yeah. No, for <laughs> sure. That's become a big thing for me. I'm just like, if you're not, if like, Okay, so if there's like a suitor, say, I mean, there would never, I have no suitors, but if I were to have a suitor and this person like had no interest in like self-improvement or growth, I would just be, that's no. Yeah, absolutely. There's no common ground there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm working like so hard to be better. (laughs) Yeah. And when, when Gaillard and I were dating long distance, he lived in Paris and I lived here. So we would just like FaceTime a shitload. And I would fly there when I could, but, um, he, I never saw him miss a day of work. Like he would wake up in the morning, FaceTime me, mm-hmm. be like, Oh, I'm really tired. I don't want to go to work today. But he never did. Like every day of our courtship engagement, he went to work and then he moved here, had to wait 11 months to be allowed to have a job. Oh my God. That and is like, if he didn't torture. Yeah. And if he didn't show such incredible work ethic, you know, which was one of the really attractive things about right. him to me, ambition and working hard. Uh-huh then I would have been like uh, annoyed. Absolutely. But no. Ambition's I, really important. Yeah. To and so too. the minute, you know, I knew that the minute he <laughs> and was. work al- ethic. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. And I knew the minute he was allowed to work, he would be getting a fucking job and mm-hmm. going, which yeah. he is. I love when people have jobs. Yeah. But like. I have a podcast. Work ethic is like a. <laughs> yeah. That's. I used to say that as a joke. Like I can tell <laughs> that I'm getting older because now I think it's hot when a dude has a cool job. Like work mm-hmm. ethic is what you look for in a long long term uh-huh person which is why i am still single <laughs> <laughs> i have a podcast <laughs> and 24 roommates in greenpoint that's not actually Greenpoint. it was 19 when the episode started yeah, like, some people are i live with like children too <laughs> i'm not kidding oh my god yeah um <laughs> It's Greenpoint, you know. I was moving into my my stew. <laughs> <laughs> um, but was like, yeah, growing, yeah, growing up, ambition, work ethic. I am obsessed with getting shit done, almost to a fault. Like I'll hate myself if I have a day where I like don't get anything done. So today I didn't. I needed to go buy jewel pods, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to. Yeah. Um, and I sat there and watched stuff on my computer and like folded clothes and then. I was like, okay, I just got to go. And then the minute I got outside. Yeah, I, that's, that's what does it. Yeah. When you get outside, it's like, oh, okay, right. I was dreading it so much. And then the minute I got outside, I was like, oh, I'm going to keep walking past the store. And I like <laughs> walked a bunch extra. Cute. And then the sun came out and I was like, let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, and it was God telling me that and I did the right sign. thing. <laughs> and then I saw Jesus on a rock. <laughs> no, that was enough. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I like. 
have been I like haven't been able to apply for unemployment since this whole quarantine started Mm -hmm. just because it's so just the thought of it is so overwhelming yeah that but like once I'm well I actually didn't do it my friend Evan did it for me outsourced um but uh now that Evan did it for me (laughs) I realize it wasn't that hard after all (laughs) um yeah I always I always knew this about myself but once I like in the past, I guess, like, maybe six months, really started paying attention to it. I, I feel so much better after I do the thing. Like, that's basic, obvious. But, like... I know, I know. I'll spend a whole day dreading a very simple task. And then Years the minute, I'll go. Truly, yeah. yeah. But, like, the other day, I think it was just unloading the dishwasher. And I was mm-hmm. like... Oh, yeah. Which I didn't... Oh, yeah. I used to have to just wash them. So, like, yeah. grow up, Rach. But, no, I'll spend all day being like, oh, I don't want to fucking do this. Mm-hmm. And then the minute I do it, I'm simple like... Simple thing. <gasps> off my list yeah yep many lists so many lists i got that from my mom for sure actually and my dad my dad never went anywhere without a three by five card and a blue bic ballpoint pen in his pocket i love that (laughs) i love that i don't my parent i don't know where i get my like insane list making like carrying three notebooks around (laughs) thing um yeah i think growing up like one of my biggest fears as like an adolescent a very like angsty one was becoming like the worst parts of both of my parents same i mean that's everyone's fear yeah and like when i realized that i felt pretty doomed um but now i like reflect on who i am and like i suck sometimes but Mm -hmm. i also have you know i uh, have acquired a lot of their good stuff yeah yeah which i think you can choose it's it's understandable to feel doomed to it but like i think i kind of tried to only do the good ones yeah no same same i've acquired like my dad's like logical thinking and my mom's like only emotion or like (laughs) um, compassion yeah compassion yeah yeah. Yeah. um yeah same similar stuff like my dad it it will never leave you waiting he's extremely punctual oh my god my dad is always like two days early like that's how punctual he is and also my dad but I, i am not at all I'm I'm better than I used to be because of him. (laughs) Um, My dad's also like a, he's a preacher. So every week, basically for the last 35 years, public speaking. Yeah. Um, So I think I got that from him. And when I used to like get interviewed about my writing, Mm -hmm. they would be like, where did you get your interest in poetry? And I'd always give kind of like a shit answer of like, my dad showed me a anthology of poetry. And I never really actually believed that that was true. Right. But like, recently in the past like five months six months my relationship with my dad is like the best it's ever been oh that makes me so happy same i love my dad and i'm realizing that my like appreciation for good writing really did come from him like that's so cool we were texting the other day and he sent me a quote by like aeschylus aeschylus i don't even know how to say it because it's old in greek i don't even know and i was like dang okay glenn like (laughs) that's cool you know all the stuff my dad gave me catcher in the rye i think in the fourth grade yeah and he gave me nausea in seventh grade <laughs> my Isn't dad that gave insane? me nausea <laughs> yeah. no but yeah but yeah advance i i you, I, I was like what the oh, cool it's funny to read like stuff that's are. too old for you and then reflect on being like you know seventh grade and reading that shit yeah i, yeah. I read uh 1984 in fourth grade and that's then 
in retrospect. Did, did you get anything out of it? <sighs> of course not. Yeah, like, I don't think I got anything out of Nausea either. Catcher in the Rye I loved. But it's, in retrospect, it's like, what was I getting? You know, like you yeah. look back on yourself. But it's kind of mm-hmm. cool to have memories of the first time you read something. and then Yeah, and it's like your dad just wants you to be cool and smart. Yeah, and you flex and, walking around with a book yeah. way too old for you. Yeah, yeah <laughs> way too old. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> um walking around with the book i haven't written in so long i yeah um i wrote like one thing in quarantine i had james edit the book that i'm supposed to be working on in quarantine which doesn't even count because that's not me writing i've never really had anyone else super edit my work i probably could really benefit from that he's a really good editor oh yeah of course he is yeah but i mean i don't know personally but i'm sure he's a a really good editor i have like a a novel length manuscript that i just am in no rush to do anything with now that i have a printer wait you finished it yeah pretty much yeah oh my god get an agent i know i know i don't like I like work in marketing. I don't want to like sell myself though. I do it every day. <laughs> I have a podcast. And now an ad from Casper. <laughs> I was oh thinking. God, I should get some advertising. Now that I have a printer, I was thinking about printing off my whole manuscript, like double spaced. Cute. And trying to and edit do it a, that way. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah, I think it would probably feel different. I also, it's just really oh, daunting. Oh, I'll do that too. It's daunting to think about, um, trying to order the parts of a novel correctly i think Mm -hmm. i don't i don't have that down do you not write chronologically normally i would but this draft i like jumped back and forth a couple times and i'm like why did i really do that yeah Mm. i kind of did that with mine too (laughs) like i don't want to change it now yeah (laughs) the book that i wrote i like set it up just so it was just like the outline i knew exactly what was going to happen but of course while i'm writing it it totally changes yeah but after writing chronologically like that, I kind of just like saw it like a movie and I can't imagine like jumping around. Yeah. Again. Oh God. And I I like kind of wrote like bits and pieces to like show to people, like to like show them like what I want the book to look like when it's done. Um, but now I look at it and I'm like, where am I going to even like put this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I I was, I've been recording music (laughs) recently and I was cool. Yeah. And I was thinking like, renaissance woman instead of like trying to find an agent i was thinking what if i just like record myself reading my novel an audiobook and then put it on spotify as an album wait that's so cool i was thinking about doing that if you're listening to this don't steal my idea (laughs) i was gonna say punk but i guess spotify is not that punk yeah i just want to be able to like make sense fractions of sense off of it i just right right. you know i'm not gonna sell like twenty thousand books so i might as well just also, a lot of people tell me they don't like to read. That's true. I hardly like to read. Actually, I, no, that's not true. I really love reading. I, I was like, oh. I love reading. <laughs> I um, like took a break for a while, but I'm, I'm back yeah, into being obsessed. That's another it. cool thing about being sober. You get a lot of downtime. And I have so many hobbies now. Oh, my God. The same person who told me that I don't live in true Greenpoint he was like, you have so many hobbies. I'm so impressed. I'm like, yep, I know how to pass the time. Because yeah, I'm not doing other stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I've like, I have learned like so many new things. I was teaching myself sign language. Nice. Uh, I was getting really into pressing flowers for God knows what reason. Just like something to do. Yeah, but they random look pretty. stuff. I got really into plants. I've been like playing instruments since I was like 10 and I never... 
ever recorded anything and this during quarantine i was like okay i'm gonna finally buy like the stuff to actually i'm doing that it's hard but it's fine um yeah. yeah, I I tried to, uh, when I was like dating mad musicians. I was like, I mean, you want I have oh. a music project too, and, and I'm just like, nope, I, I don't like doing anything that I'm not instantly good at. Yeah, it's hard. I, I can't. That's I what's kind of like, nice I, about <laughs> quarantine is there's no one can really immediately give me any feedback on anything, uh-huh. so I can sit on stuff for a while. Oh man, as soon as I fin- like finish in quotations anything i'm just like send it off i'm done i'm that, not looking back that's, that's why I, everyone's always like oh wow you like really share a lot of your writing on the internet and i was like yeah because i don't want to wait like I yeah. want the immediate gratification exactly that's why writing a book sucks ass also yeah when talking about like having my novel edited asking someone to read that much stuff james will do it right. he's like <laughs> really he's really good i bet he would too yeah he would He's a sweetheart. It feels like asking someone to do a chore for you. It is. Yeah. But he likes it. Maybe I could pay him. Yeah, I'm not going to, but <laughs> like, you should. A um, little. A little. <laughs> he, can, he can sleep in a tent in my backyard Aww. and edit. Love you, James, if you're listening. Love you, James. Um, What are we up to? 40? 40. Sweet. Sorry, it's getting hot in here. No, it's okay. It's okay. We are we are chugging along. This is a good pod. Good. Um, <laughs> what else? Yeah, writing is really hard. Absolutely. Uh, I also um think that now that I am in the relationship I'll be in for the rest of my life, oh. fingers crossed, knock on wood, whatever. Uh, I don't write love poems anymore. Uh huh. Whoa. Because it's like a real thing in your life. Yeah, I think that like all I wrote a lot of cool and good love poems, but I think they were all the like th- theme that tied them together was like yearning or yeah. like wanting, longing for something, and I it was because I wasn't getting yeah the full package. That's where I am. Like I'm addicted to like the chase. Yeah, like it was like I wanted to. I wanted to have to work for things, and all my love poems had that like underlying thing, right? Like, not quite getting everything from this um so like the only thing that i like that i wrote in quarantine was uh for some random blog but it was about my husband it was not a poem it was prose and it was about like how i'm bad at turning off my brain at night Uh um and so we were laying in bed one night and i was like he was like count sheep like if you can't quiet your mind count sheep and i started talking about like but then I think like, okay, what do the sheep look like? Are they realistic sheep? Are they cartoon sheep? Where uh-huh. do they go after they jump? Like, wow. And he just like sat and <laughs> walked me through this whole scenario of the sheep are on a planet. Oh, that's so cute. And they jump and then they go around the bottom of the planet. Um, and yeah, so it's a basically a love poem, but it's just like a real thing that happened. Yeah, that's really cute. That actually reminds me of um, a time I was with mutual friend of ours and i couldn't sleep because we had like been on this drug or whatever and like i couldn't but neither of us could sleep but i like couldn't turn my brain off and i was like can you just roll some marbles down the hall which is basically just like talking about like the sheep are on this planet and like he was describing like the sandwich that gets like chopped up and like what goes in it and like who's in the bodega and just like story time yeah a lullaby kind of for a while i was reading to gaillard before bed and like i've been practicing french and stuff and so we got a copy of 
my favorite book in French. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, it was so slow though. Like, <laughs> wait, that's really cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. So I was reading aloud to him and it's like all these verb tenses that I've never, ever. I never studied French. Learn. I didn't either. I my st- book was translated to French. I should read that. Oh, it's hard. I studied Spanish <laughs> all through school. Like Same. speak pretty fucking good Spanish. Tambien. Yeah, yo tambien. And I <laughs> and I made fun of my stepsisters for taking French. I was like, you guys when are you gonna ever use? You're never French? gonna use it. And now I'm married to a French person yep. who has like legitimately a hundred living French relatives. Mm-hmm. And I met like twenty of them at the same time. And I was like. Enchanté, merci. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cute. And I have a new French ass last name too. Like, yeah, you do. Technically, legally, I'm not. Sorry, Rachel I didn't Bell. introduce no, you. I don't expect was, anyone to know how to say it. Yeah, that was the issue. My whole life, I took for granted that my last name, I didn't even have to spell it on the phone to a yeah. customer service person. Bell. Yeah. Like Taco Bell. Like yeah, it's a, like the phone service. Yeah, you know? it was so easy, like, so waspy, and now it's. De la yeah no one can spell that no I, one can even i can't even remember what you just said mm-hmm. see <laughs> most people don't even know how to wrap their heads around the fact that the first letter is lowercase <laughs> yeah that's and there's a space and a hyphen wow french people are crazy next level, <laughs> next level. <laughs> french people he's very nice he's a sweetheart he is. He's a blonde man, which is unusual for me. That's different for me, too. But I always end up with a blonde man. And I'm like, I'm with a blonde man. Isn't that weird? And I then used to make fun of blonde adult men. I'd be like, yeah, grow like, up. Grow, yeah, like grow up. <laughs> if you're a blonde adult male. He's not blonde. He's like Massey Brown. Yeah. And curly. Yeah, he's cutie. I'm so glad you have a husband in this beautiful too. apartment. That's, you know, things couldn't get good. When you quit drinking. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> Married. Oh, uh, that's cool. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was not easy to marry him, though. It was uh, expensive and took a really, really long time. Yeah, yeah. I have a few married friends and went through the same process. And then, like, there's that 90 Day Fiance show, which is the same uh-huh. visa that we did. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never seen the show. I just, like, can't bring myself to Garrett hates it. Yeah. And he was really sensitive about, didn't want to watch it before he moved here because he was afraid that it was, like, a harbinger of things to come or Aww, whatever. yeah. But, yeah, it's, exp- it's it, we had to wait, like, a, um, a whole year from when we first got the paperwork together for mm-hmm. him, them to be like, yeah, you can come to yeah. the U.S. And he moved here on a Tuesday and we got married on a Friday. Oh, that's so cute. Anniversary's coming up, actually. It's almost been a year. Oh, my God. That's so cute. Happy anniversary. I hope he's not out there. I'm going to get him a soda stream. Wow. <laughs> what a cool gift. I think so. He said no gifts, though. Oh, well. That's a nice gift. <laughs> it's a gift for yourself, too. I'm gonna tell I mean, it's a necessity for a married couple to have in and the And a European. And a European. <laughs> Is that a necessity for a European? Oh, yeah. They love their sparkling not ice though no no but you know <laughs> he he's always been like very curious part of one of the most fun things about him coming here was like learning about ice introducing him to all the weird american stuff <laughs> like he wants to go to like a demolition derby we went to indiana wait that sounds fun i want to go to one of those yeah i've been trying to find one for a while there's some in jersey sometimes i we went to back to indiana and the person who took me to my senior prom david mm-hmm. uh took him to a shooting range oh my god which of course he'd never done that like that's yeah truly americana yeah um did you 
Did you go? No, I was visiting someone in the nursing home and they went to the shooting range. I'm so afraid of guns. I never Me too. Be near one. No, absolutely not. I was like, that's why I'm glad that I'm like pawning it off on Mm -hmm. my prom date. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's so funny. Yeah, David. Well, he was was my last minute prom date. I got broken up with. Oh. So I asked sweet friend Dave. (laughs) That's that's cute. My the person who took me to my prom just got married. Congrats. Last year. Yep, congrats to him. He was my first boyfriend, first love. Oh. His name is James, too. I only know the two Jameses, Indiana James and I don't even know what's called James James. Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> Columbus Wexner James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry, James. I'm sorry for all the listeners who have had to hear us talk about him like this whole episode. Yeah, sorry. It's our common thread. I'm I obsessed. Guess. We're obsessed. <laughs> um, yeah, God, James, marriage, marriage, all the, all the important stuff. <laughs> um, well, when when you could, were you? Did you ever drink and write? Yeah, not that, good. Yeah, I could never do that. I know it's like that old stereotype too of like Bukowski. Yeah, I could never ever do that. No, it was always uh, it was you know anything I did drunk was reckless. Yeah, I was just like I could write down maybe an idea and then look at it the next day and be like, what the hell does yeah. that mean? Yeah, I also I mean I I think probably the only like there was a drug combination that I liked to write on. Oh yeah, Adderall for me. Adderall and weed for me. Oh, that those two in, combined in college, Adderall and weed was really good. Yeah. Yeah, because especially working for creative stuff, I felt like weed made me weird. Yeah, and yeah. And Adderall made me channel it uh-huh. into productivity. But I cannot do weed anymore. No, me Jesus neither. Christ. Yeah, I'm old. I'm old. I the thought my my, my I don't want to be any closer to my mind than I already am. No, I'm already like uh, inside it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't understand how people can do it. And, uh, and people are always like. And I loved weed. I smoked weed every day when I was younger. Like, it's not like I'm, like, some square. I am. But people will I be, think weed is a gateway drug. People, yeah, well, yeah. But people will be like, <laughs> people will be like, it's just the wrong strain. Like, you, I'll be like, no, it makes me anxious. And they're like, try an indica. No, it's all of it. No. It's all but of it. I taste, I taste weed smoke, and I'm immediately like. <laughs> no, I'm like, secondhand, I, I'm going to get secondhand high. You guys, like, get away from me. This is unfair. Yeah. Like, I know I'm going to get high. And then yeah. I, like, get high. And I'm like, I told you guys, great. Now I'm freaking out and for because w- you guys had to smoke around me. <laughs> Absolutely. And for a while, it was like, <laughs> oh, I just don't really like, like, being high with other people because I'm afraid that I'm acting weird. So I can just be high by myself. And being then I was high like, by yourself being so high by myself. Worse. I was like, no, it's horrible. It's I don't want to so be alone worse. with me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's terrible. Awful. But being sober um, made me really like being alone with me. I yeah. never thought yes. I would ever, ever like being alone with me. I, I was like, I hated being alone. I hated being Same. alone for many, many years. Mm-hmm. That's why but when I was alone, I'd be drinking. Yeah. And I'd be like, I, you know, like friends would spend the night at my house all the time and stuff when I lived in Chicago, just cause like, it was like, Oh, don't go home. Like, yeah. Be by oh my myself. God. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And now I love, I love it. Yeah. I'm married. So I, I'm never really, you like, have a really nice. I'll home. be alone. Thank you. I'll be alone for like, you know, the day while he's at work. But like, I like when he comes home and I can like tell him the stuff I did. So maybe it's still centered around like interaction with someone else, but it's much more tolerable to be by myself than it ever was. I really, yeah. I like that. I've found like interest and I got back into reading and yeah, I've, I would got hobbies again. It's, it's just like 
very enriching. My my inner life has become so much um, richer, richer, more verdant. Pleasant, yeah, more (laughs) verdant. I did get mad into plants. Oh yeah, that's good though. It's like a it's a responsibility, but not an overwhelming one. I have so many plants. You can see my basil sprouts behind you. They're going crazy. I have to plant them. I don't see any. Oh, there they are. Oh, yeah, the way they're reaching towards the sun. I love how they do that. It's cute um yeah they're ready to go outside for sure yeah one of the things my mom is coming tomorrow one of the things we're going to do is build um like above ground garden beds i don't know wow you've got one of those moms she mailed she like bought the stuff to build the wooden edges and shipped it to my house so wow that'll be a really fun project i'm gonna grow tomatoes you what i'm gonna grow tomatoes i love that gary makes this tomato mozzarella thing that i really like very cute I can't remember the last time I've eaten a cooked meal. Oh my, him being not <laughs> illegally allowed to work by the government for 11 months, it was great. I didn't wash a dish. I didn't cook a meal. I was the working one. Mm-hmm. I did laundry, my own laundry for the first time in like a year recently because mm-hmm. now he has a job. Yeah. So the gender so you have roles to do. are pretty mm-hmm. even. <laughs> yeah. I really respect the traditional gender roles. He was my trad wife. <laughs> For 11 months. <laughs> no, that's not cool and cute. Are you going to have a kid soon? Probably not soon. I don't like know. Next well, year. he's 32, 33. So you've he, got time. He's like, yeah, let's do it. You've uh, got plenty of time. Yeah. I'm 27. I still got a womb. Yeah. Still verdant in there. You're still. Okay. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> I, well, I always wanted, I was just talking to someone about this the other day. I always wanted to <laughs> adopt. My mom was adopted. And I've always wanted to adopt too. Yeah. And my mom told me that's so selfish of me. I was like, what? what? I think it's the opposite. <laughs> well, I was like, I don't think my body can go through that. But also I've always wanted to adopt. Oh yeah. It is kind of nightmarish. I was looking at a copy of what to expect when you're expecting. Yeah. I, 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 I don't want to do it. I, I, I don't want to do it. I flipped to a random page and there was something about a mucus plug. And I okay. Was just like, okay but yeah i always wanted to adopt my mom was adopted and her my grandparents are amazing caring Mm -hmm. wonderful people my mom never wanted to even meet her birth parents because she had such incredible Mm -hmm. parents um and then like it's so dumb and cliche but like i want i met gayard and there's like this biological right desire yeah to have like a tiny see what it looks like curly haired yeah (laughs) yeah that's really cute you guys would have a very very adorable child i think they'd be uh, ginger whatever regardless oh yeah he was born with red hair and his mom shaved it off because she did i I mean who wouldn't yeah and it grew back (laughs) blonde wow life hack shout out to my mother-in-law she's so cool wow (laughs) did not know you could do that yeah for our listeners at home Uh, yeah life hack to fix your redheaded child from the south of france (laughs) (laughs) oh boy oh boy yeah i always used to wish that i was like secretly adopted and that my real parents were like kings and queens somewhere yeah i think we all have like weird you know i also used to love to play the game orphan where you pretend? Where uh, yeah, I'm I'm an orphan, and a servant, and I live in the basement, and I'm not allowed out. <laughs> did you play this with yourself, or did it with ever myself leave? Yeah, it was with myself all the time. It's good to not walk around telling adults that when you're a kid. <laughs> yeah, but that was like my favorite game. It's orphan. <laughs> yeah, I used to make my brothers play um, internment camp too in the woods. <laughs> And we'd be escaping from Auschwitz as a game. I think, yeah, I had a really rich imaginative playtime too, which, uh, you know, maybe that's why we chose to drink to excess. Uh, Yeah, maybe. Our overactive minds. The brain, it doesn't, it doesn't stop. 
I um wild my, imaginations. My brother and I like later when we were older, but after like Jackass had come out, we mm-hmm. would do like at home Jackass stuff. But Cute. it was never like we were filming it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. Just like hurting each other mm-hmm. oh yeah my brothers <laughs> would chase me around with bb guns and it hurt so bad oh. but i'd just be cracking up yeah because it was so funny do you have is it older an older brother two or i had well one's dead but yeah. two little brothers oh man i was the youngest so i kind of got lucky like, i don't know i, I always wanted an older brother my brother was two grades above me so like i think probably the worst was when i was in sixth grade and he was in eighth grade and we were both at middle school he wasn't nice to you not at school no and, mm. I, and I, I decided to get a pixie cut in Oof. eighth grade. Horrible. I have really thick hair. My mom was like, it'll look great. Oof. And my brother started calling me Bully Bell, like <laughs> Bowl Cut Bell. Uh, and all <laughs> his friends called me that. <laughs> And oh so God. his friends would see me and be like, what's up, Bowley? That sucks. I would, <gasps> I would be, I would still be upset. I, I, his friends will still call me that. Like That's this guy, Sam, every once in a while, I'll be like, what's up? But then one time Sam got drunk when, mm-hmm. like years and years later at a party with me and my brother. And he was like in private, he was like, just so you know, Rach, you're the better bell. And I was like, oh, I've graduated from Bowley to better. That's so adorable. I made a list once of all the horrible nicknames my brother gave me. And it was always like, I tripped up once. And that was a, then I got a permanent nickname uh-huh. from it. Wait, I'm trying to think if I had. Like, I got out of the pool and my hair was sticking up weird. Elvis for a year. <laughs> I uh, mispronounced, I didn't know how to say Sigourney Weaver's name because I had never. I liked, I, I've never said that out loud. I had, no, I'd never heard it out loud. So I said Signory. <laughs> and then so a year, for a year, I was Sherlock. I'm like, cool. I don't get it. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, I don't know. Just a smart person or Einstein, maybe that's cool you i don't know that's cool yeah you should you should be his friend <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want like a surrogate older brother to pick on me you can have him that's like what i look for in like boyfriends though like someone who just like nags me all the time yeah definitely. but also like has my back i um one time my dad before my dad and i were like bros like we are now and i would never have like taken this to be as true as it was because i didn't want my dad to be right about anything but Mm -hmm. one time he was like i'll be interested to see what kind of person you end up with because you need someone who's directable but not too directable which is very true because like if i dated some like shy boys and i got tired of feeling like responsible for them in social situations Mm -hmm. or like you know sometimes i just want you to choose the restaurant yeah but you can't yeah. you can't be so so assertive but i don't get to be in charge every mm-hmm. once in a while and yeah my dad was right my dad you were right oh <laughs> my dad i'm pretty sure it, we all are um accepting the fact that i am a um what is it called spinster spinster with a podcast how old are you can i ask you that on the pod not on the pod okay so 12 yeah <laughs> now i'm plenty of time yeah 12 <laughs> That's no. my go-to age whenever anyone asks. No, I'm 30. Okay, that's not old. Anymore. I've been saying I'm 30 for a while. Oh. I've been saying th- I'm 30 since I was like 21. Oh, that's Like cool. actually. <laughs> that's cool. Like for real. I just I just had a birthday. Birthday in quarantine was not bad. Yeah. It was I mean, actually you've got a husband. So yeah. You know what? You have a husband. It was one of my favorite birthdays ever, actually. I had a cute birthday party, too. I almost didn't go. I like didn't want to go. I was in such a bad mood and like I didn't even tell anyone about my birthday, like my birthday party. And I, it was like, it was like, it was about to be a year like after my brother died. I just like wasn't in the mood. But then like all my friends were like, Al, come to your birthday party. It's 1130. Like, where (laughs) are you? And I was like, 
Fine. And I get there and it's just like all my friends and I'm like, oh, I'm so blessed. Yeah. I'm so blessed by like my little friend family. It's a good reminder. Birthdays are important for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you can't put too much stock in them, but when it does happen and so <laughs> yeah. you are reminded that like a lot of people care about you, that's yeah. crucial. Yeah. I got um quarantine birthday. I think a lot of people were afraid that like quarantine birthday, you don't have a cake. Uh-huh. So three, Wait, so you can't make, I thought everyone was baking. During I mean like, quarantine. yeah, like I was going to just make one and then three people gave me like someone had a Cakes. cake grub hub to my house. Oh someone my God, had cute. a mailed cake and then my friend was quarantined down the street. We have the same birthday and uh-huh. she brought me a cake from her cake. That's so cute. I had two cakes at my birthday too. I was like, it's just two <laughs> of us though here in the apartment. Like we have two and a half cakes. Oh my god! I, I ate so much cake during quarantine. I didn't know. What I to like do. was keeping the bakery near me, like in, in business. business. Good, good. Like Support I, local businesses. Shop local. Yeah. <laughs> Shop local. Believe in God. Go to church. Pray every night. And and get married. Get married. <laughs> that is the theme. I hope that everyone is taking away from this yes. pod. Yes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Stop drinking. Yeah. Go to church. Well, you don't have to go to church, but but yeah, pray. Op- open a window, mm-hmm. open a window, and you can pray like Rachel does, or you can pray like I do, which is just like trying to communicate with people with your mind. Yeah, prayer is is like a poetry where it's not one thing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, like sobriety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like fairies, like angels, <laughs> like spirits, <laughs> like mm-hmm. auras, like all the things. Um, well, this is a nice pod. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks for coming over. Yeah, thank you for having me. Swimming in my God is good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if God was one of us? Just a slob like one of us. Just a What would it look like and would you want to see If seeing meant that you would have to believe In things like heaven and in Jesus and the saints And all the prophets And yeah, yeah, God is great Yeah, yeah, God is
except for the Pope, maybe. In